Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me I had bipolar. I was sent home with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using loud music as a form of therapy. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. FML, I want to kill myself. I didn't get the things I wanted. I can't eat, I can't sleep, might as well get high. Oh, FML, I want to kill myself. Suicidal ideation is one of the scariest symptoms of mental health conditions, such as bipolar and depression. Danny Miller of New York punk band Surfboard lives with bipolar and has battled with suicidal thoughts since she was a teen. Her heavy drug use led to manic episodes and the eventual crash of depression, which increased her distorted thinking that she wanted to end her life. Danny found that her suicidal thoughts lessened when she was able to stop the cycle of abusing drugs and alcohol. She has lost many people in her life to suicide, and she knows firsthand that we can only go so far to help people who want to die. We support, we listen, we love, we share the tools that have worked for us to keep living on this earth. If you're feeling suicidal, like Danny and I and so many more people we know have, please Google Suicide Hotline and call it. My name is Danny Miller, and I'm in the band Surfboard. I started the band when I was 21, and I love to scream and rage on stage and just get with the crowd and have a good time and kind of release all our angst. And I use playing in a band for bringing the community together to kind of release all our pent-up frustrations because life gets really weird. And I'm bipolar and super manic depressive and stuff. And I found that playing music has really helped that. Before I started the band, I was on hard drugs. And so that affected my mental health even more. And it was really intense. But starting the band and getting sober, my mental health is way more manageable Screaming on stage is really good therapy, and so is writing songs and connecting with other humans. My natural state wants to just stay in my room and like not talk to anyone and be a hater, but I'm like, oh, wait, I booked this show, and now I, I can go connect with people and be human and connect that sometimes life sucks. Mental health is like an ongoing 
thing it's like a practice of like finding yourself and asking for help and getting comfortable with when things are bad and finding tools and ways to get out of that mental state when you first started the band you mentioned your health was getting better at that point onwards where did you see the shift was there an obvious shift or is it a gradual thing definitely wasn't like a magical i started the band now i'm the same person (laughs) but it just kind of gave me an outlet I think before the band, I felt way more alone. I was in my room screaming like, oh, no one feels this way. But playing on stage and connecting with the audience and everyone who listens to Surfboard comes to the shows and just the music scene in general, I was like, wait, I'm not alone. We're all feeling this way. And we all have weird life events that happen that make us feel this way or just brain chemicals that make us feel this way. So yeah, I think it was like a gradual over time. Okay, I had a place where I could scream my feelings. I had a place where I could connect with other people about that and not be alone in this life. And one of the big things about bipolar depression, I live with bipolar as well, is the suicidal thoughts and the suicidality. And that can be really dangerous and scary on the bipolar depression side. The new album, the very first song is FML, I Want to Kill Myself. And, you know, you're not being sarcastic or facetious about it yeah i have dealt with that a lot and so i have a lot of close friends and i've lost a lot of close friends to suicide and my aunt to suicide it's like a very tricky thing to understand but it's so common that feeling is actually pretty common especially among artists or creative people or just like sensitive people in touch with the world and like different frequencies it's very common so Yeah, I actually, that song, my mom sent me a voicemail when I got arrested by the cops and taken to the hospital. And she also has maybe 20 more voicemails of me screaming, like, I want to die, I want to kill myself. And yeah, I didn't put that as like a, oh, ha ha, this is funny, or like what you're saying, facetious thing. I just wanted to put that out there like, yo, this is kind of like a taboo subject and it can be embarrassing to talk about or like a shameful or like, too dark for some people but I'm just like no this is super common to feel this way I want people to listen to that song and like be able to change your perspective and like okay at the end of the day we all want to have a good day feel love and be loved even though our brains are lying to us in that moment and the perspective feels really small and dark but yeah I've struggled with that a lot and I've noticed though getting off drugs and really working hard on that which is a difficult thing in itself a whole journey in itself, it has really helped my suicidal thoughts be less prominent and less strong. When did you first start having suicidal thoughts? Yeah, probably like 14, 15. And yeah, I was diagnosed maybe a couple years after, like 16, 17. I don't know. My mom took me to the doctor and was like, my problem child, what is going on? My dad did try to teach me the lesson of like, never kill yourself never give up no matter what but like no matter how much someone tells you that you still have your own brain when you're alone you have your own thoughts but my aunt jumped off niagara falls and killed herself so like i've always grown up knowing about that and not really understanding but then when you're in those suicidal thoughts it's kind of trippy i don't know you feel like you're floating kind of and you're not grounded and you're not No one can really talk you out of it. I'm now 29, like just growing up and like finding myself more. I've like really focused on trying to find tools 
that will help me get out of that perspective or when I'm slipping into that perspective to try to just do all the things that I know, even if it's hard work, that will get me out of that mindset before it gets too gnarly and to really ask for help. Let other people know you're feeling that way. No one could really save you out of that. I couldn't save my ex who just died from it. There's not like a magical cure. One of the things that I find is helpful for me, and of course this has taken a long time to figure out and learn. I was diagnosed about four years ago in my mid-40s. So recognizing that it's a symptom. So, okay, I want to kill myself. I want to go away. I don't want to be here. I want to leave and never come back. Those kinds of thoughts being symptoms of bipolar or of depression rather than it being this is reality. Totally. Wait, I'm so glad you said that because that's really when people around me are having that thought, I try to say like, your brain is lying to you right now. You put it so much nicer. Like, yeah, it's a symptom of that. That's so true. That's a good thing to realize because before realizing that you're just stuck with that thought like oh shit is this the truth okay yeah i want to die like let's find ways to die but yeah that's not the true blue you that's not your true self speaking yeah the distorted thinking yeah when you were young you mentioned having suicidal thoughts and diagnosed bipolar a couple years after that did getting into the drugs or the drugs self-medicating Yeah, definitely self-medicating. And what I found is when I would go into like a manic, I would just wake up weeks later or something and be like, whoa, what did I just do? And a lot of the time it would start as my bipolar and it would lead to me doing hard drugs that just accentuated the mania even more. So it was just like a weird cycle of I'm manic. So I think it's a good idea to do hard drugs and then the hard drugs lead to mania. And then I get back to like a gnarly depressed state that's beyond depression. And then I will maybe use other drugs to try to make me feel better out of that. But which are also hard drugs that just lead to more. Yeah, what comes first, drugs or (laughs) mental health that's so intertwined. Without drugs, I still have my mental issues and my mental state and my brain, but I can deal with it and manage it way more than when I self-medicate and add drugs to it. It accentuates it and it's so unmanageable where the suicidal thoughts, I get even more lost in and it feels like there's no way out. I feel like completely lost. But back then too, before I was even diagnosed, it was even more trippy. I was like, does everyone feel this way? Like living life is insane. I can't imagine how you feel because you were diagnosed even way later. So was it tricky for you? I didn't know what bipolar was until I was 46 yeah. because I was diagnosed. So I'd heard the word and I heard it as being almost like a slur, like, oh, you're so bipolar but I never knew what it actually meant. I never took the time to go and read about it online or look at the symptoms and never match those symptoms with what I was going through. You're right. When you're going up the manic scale, the behavior goes out the window and you want to keep in that manic state for as long as you can. So drugs can definitely increase that severity or kind of keep you in that zone. One of the persons I talked to, a psychiatric nurse said that she compares it to 
the mania being a protection from the depression. So you're trying to stay manic as long as you can because you know that there's going to be a crash and totally. the depression feels so much worse than the mania because, of course, the mania feels good, well, way too good. So you're ramping up and living this life of chaos and fast and high and then all of a sudden, okay, you can't do it anymore because your system just crashes and then Totally. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Even though I wasn't on meth and heroin and all the gnarly stuff, just drinking and just smoking weed and stuff and being manic depressive and bipolar, it took me so long to like try to get out of the depression, even when I was aware of it and I wasn't doing as hardcore drugs. I would get off a tour or I would be done working or something. And then I would catch myself not being able to move out of bed for maybe three or four weeks. And I remember my friend who lived with me would like walk by and he was a photographer and he has so many pictures of just me just like laying in bed, like I cannot move. Even when I was off hard drugs and aware of it, it's taking me so long to have the tools to get out of it quicker. And what are some of those tools? Well, I realize diet is huge for me. Eating healthy, but also like eating comfort food and like a balance. If I feel so shitty, okay, go get in and out. Treat yourself to something to like try to help, but also don't get stuck in only eating it in and out because it really affects depression. Eat healthy, eat salads and smoothies without you doing crazy work. Just what you put in your body like helps finding a balance, treating yourself to like chocolate sundaes and eating salads. <laughs> Together. <laughs> uh, working out. Oh, my puppies really help. My puppies have been a crazy mental health changer because they're like, hey, mom, take us outside. And I'm like, oh, going to walk? I would not do that. I would want to be depressed in bed. Working out is huge. It's so annoying because I don't want to work out, but doing yoga running or just walking around the block is huge i'm still in a depressive state it like lessens it in little ways and just talking calling everyone i just call everyone call my friends call my grandma call my mom and just talk because when you're left alone with your own evil thoughts it gets worse and worse and most of the time my friends are like my world sucks too and then when i listen to them i'm like oh okay we're all in this my weird shit is not that bad um and yeah just so many things all that combined it's not going to cure your mental problems but it just really helps what about you a lot of the same things yeah one big thing is sleep oh yeah fully the patterns of sleep can be traced for me right back to the mood cycles. So if I start not being able to sleep for two or three days, I know that I'm going to be trending up towards mania. And yeah. if I'm sleeping too much and can't get up, it means I'm going towards depression. So I try to like be aware of that. And if I have that to take so sleeping true. meds to get the sleep that I need, or if I have to pull myself out of bed when I'm feeling low, honestly, I think sleep and bipolar, that's the most important part of it. It's like I feel myself slipping with the sleep. Fully. Your brain's kind of like, just keep going into the mania. Like, this feels good. Other people, it doesn't look, it's not good. Catching that yourself and being like, I need to sleep kind of self-regulates it. It's the same as like drugs and like mental health. Other people can kind of keep track. They can see like the truth in a way. 
when I'm in that state, I can't see. When I'm on drugs or like in a mania or depressive, like sometimes I can't really see what's what it looks like or what's going on. My brain will convince me like everything's great, but I'm full mania, like acting wild, self sabotaging, doing things that my normal self wouldn't want to do. And it was really funny. I was just on the phone with my mom and our bank accounts are not connected, but she can view mine. She doesn't add any money to it. I wish I was a trust fund getter, but tells me like, hey, you have no money or something. She kind of monitors it in a way. But that's from when I was younger, when I was like 18, 19, 20. That's why it's connected because I would just spend all my money in my manic state and she would be like well what's this is fucked now you have no money and you're fucked because i don't come for money but like she'd be like you need money to like pay your rent where did you just spend all your rent money on but anyways i was on the phone with her uh, a couple days ago and she was like hey dan what's that thing called again like mania um i just wanted to make sure you're not going to that state because i saw you drop a couple hundred dollars on makeup when you're on tour and i was like mom it's okay my makeup bag actually got stolen and i need it for my performance so i had to just replace all my makeup but she was like checking it still from those years from before when it shit was just like off the wall and i'm like oh my poor mom and also just like wow she cares a lot and she knows the signs of my mania yeah, having people that can spot that and support you is super important. Totally. It's so true about the fact that when you're in it, you don't really see yourself. And I think that's very common for all kinds of mental health conditions is when you're displaying those symptoms and you just can't find that self-control or that grounding of yourself. You don't really have any idea what's going on. You know that you're feeling horrible and you need to go under the covers for three days, but you don't understand that that symptom is showing that you're in trouble. Totally. My brain will be like, you're so hot and doing great in this like manic state. In my normal state, like I don't want to be having sex with like all those people or like running around like, but in the moment of it, you're like, wow, like this is so great. Like I feel really good. And then same with the, the depressive states. It really affects my art and my work and like relationships people will be like, you're not really my friend because you can't hang out with me. I'm like, I can't even shower, do anything. I love you. I want to be your friend. I can't. I said I could do that thing when I was like feeling better and now I don't feel good. So it's like a really, it's difficult to manage. I've kind of gotten better at managing it work-wise because I know that making art will actually keep my mental health better too. Friendship wise, I lost a friend the other day. I think because I'm focusing on too much work and not social as much, but that was like, hey, you didn't hang out with me on your birthday. And I'm like, I didn't do anything on my birthday. Like, I couldn't do much. I flew home from tour for one day and like I did a photo shoot or something and went out to dinner with one of my friends and my bandmate. Even just doing my art that much so much life force and energy i didn't throw a party or anything like i don't know how to manage it socially fully yet being in the band and playing punk rock and music and writing music 
how does it feel when you go from being in a mood cycle maybe that you're not comfortable with where you're feeling unhealthy or unwell to then walking in the door to a jam or to playing a show or music that's the thing that helps also manage my mental health along with all the other things I listed because my go-to state is like I want to be depressed in bed and before I'd be like I want to do drugs and I'm depressed so I need drugs and not do anything not talk to anyone music is so good for just shaking me out of that and when I show up to a show I don't want to go on stage I'm like deadly afraid uh I do not feel good mentally most of the time but when I get up there that all drops away and it's not even about me I'm not like I'm the star I'm just like oh my gosh me and everyone here we get to just release all this and let all this go and just have fun, freak out, meet new people. And I don't know, I think that's so powerful because especially in today's world of like staying at home on the internet world, there's not a lot of places or situations where you can connect with people and let it all go at the same time. And I think that's like really good for mental health. And same with creating. When I get those feelings and words out and put it into a song, It feels so good. And I know that other people feeling those same things will feel good listening to it. Like, oh, I feel that way too. For example, today I got like a horrible review in a magazine. They said I was like a poser. I said all this shit that I like sucked and then my music sucks, all this shit. And I kind of was like, I don't really care if a review says it sucks. I'm doing it for a different thing. I'm making the art, the only art I know how to make and speaking my truth and whoever resonates we're rocking out I'm not really trying to be like number one of the world or like the best musician like I'm not a really good musician I like just singing screaming and like raging it's definitely just like a practice that once I started oh this is it for our first show I was just screaming poetry and like screaming what I felt and ever since then I was like I need to do this forever and anyone listening if you want to start a band to make songs people do it because it really rules for existing how did it feel putting some of that really personal stuff out there to people that are listening to the music it's very vulnerable and very freaky I don't know, but the people who get it, get it. And that's all I care about. If you don't get it, it's like there's so much other music to listen to and things to be into. But those who get it, it's like found family. We're all just like, fuck, yeah, and dancing and raging together. And another thing that I kind of realized, life still goes on and there's still really good things that we all deserve. Like we deserve love and all our some of our dreams not all of them but like we deserve good things to happen and like to have a full life and good shit and when your brain's telling you otherwise you think you don't deserve any of that and like music can help make your dreams come true and make your mental health get to a level of like okay we're gonna be okay we deserve love and good things when jenna from the here's collective was on the podcast a while ago She said their motto essentially is, it's okay not to be okay. And that speaks to what you're talking about in a lot of your songs. Yeah. In FML, I say, like, I don't want to be myself today and that's okay. Like, yeah, totally. That's like a huge part of it too. Like, 
the point of this is not for everyone to be like, today is a great day and everything's fine. I'm fine. I feel great all the time. I think that's another great part of finding those tools. It doesn't even have to make you fully feel better and like, oh, you're cured. But basically, just so you don't get into situations where you're self-harming, self-sabotaging fully or killing yourself, my main go-to, if I'm not doing working out, not eating well, not doing any of that, when I'm just stuck in a mental health rut crisis mode, okay, I'm not going to self-harm. I'm not going to do hard drugs. I'm not going to do all those things. What can I do? And it, that's just lay in bed, order takeout, and put on cartoons. strapping myself down in bed like do not leave you need to just take a deep breath and it's okay to feel this gnarly but you need to just be still eat takeout and watch cartoons and your mental health will improve you don't know how my dad told me this it could be a couple minutes it can be a couple hours it can be a couple months it can be years you don't know when the mental switch is going to happen or when you're going to start coming out of this depressive episode but you need to just hold on tight because it will change and it will get better there'll be like better days yeah a lot of the people in the support group that i facilitate talk about being so deep in it and basically what is there to live for feeling hopeless and one of the things that folks who are in a better place in the group will tell them is, for me, it always passes. It might take, like you said, days, months, years, but it does pass. And I used to want to punch people when they told me that because when I was feeling awful, I didn't believe that it would pass. Being in that hopeless state for so many years and finding ways to help when I'm in that state. So I know that there's better days, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. It hits, I'm like trying not to cry. But it hits so close to home because my ex just killed himself. I was talking to him and sometimes you cannot see the better day. Like, and that's just how it works. That's just how our brains work. Like you can't get out of that perspective. And you can practice all the things we talked about to just try to help your mental state. But yeah, it's like really tough. There's not like a full answer to it. They're like a magical solution. (laughs) And you've got punk rock to help you stay positive. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my friend killed himself and it was the week I had to go on U.S. tour for like a month. And so I was like completely wrecked. But I was okay. I'm going to go on this tour. And I went on the tour and yeah playing music and connecting with people and telling everyone how i was feeling life goes on if you're here and living life keeps moving no matter what That was my conversation with Danny Miller of Surfboard, S-U-R-F-B-O-R-T dot bandcamp dot com. I now have a T Public store where you can buy Scream Therapy merch. So head over to ScreamTherapyHQ.com and crush two birds with one stone. Support the podcast and get some fancy new duds. 
Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Scream Therapy. I'm coming to you from Powell River, a small coastal town in British Columbia, Canada, on the traditional territory of the Klohomin Nation. Doing this podcast and talking to other folks living with mental health challenges has been a huge part of my journey. It means the world to me that you're out there listening. You can sign up for my newsletter and find more episodes at ScreamTherapyHQ.com. That's ScreamTherapyHQ.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Let's talk punk and mental health. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care and be well. Be well.